Sunday Meditation, March 21, 1982. LL Research, channeling Hatan, Lytos, and Latwi. C. Channeling. I am Hatan, and I am now with this instrument. We greet you, my friends, as always, in the love and light of the one infinite Creator. We are always happy to hear your voices as they seek to harmonize with one another to bring forth song. Each sings the same words, yet each feels and expresses those same words in sometimes subtle and at other times very distinct ways which differ from their brothers and their sisters. From the one source came many variations, for each while part of a whole is different, feels, thinks, reacts differently, for they are their own individual entity, each looking at your illusion through eyes that reflect the unique experiences, lessons. Each is here to become aware, if that which each needs is not the same. Each of you see, Yet, as you know, each is very different. Each treads their own paths, though you be one in spirit. You need not feel lacking or doubt your growth or ability to do so if you are not doing as you see your other brothers or sisters. Your path is your own. Follow it as it may lead. Stray not right nor left, but keep your eyes forward and go as the light leads. Your path will cross those of many others and at times may be shared. These times are always joyous, for they serve to show that you are not alone. There are others who will help, whom you may help. But worry not, if the paths diverge. Walk on. Share when you may. Give what you can. Be not proud and deny what others wish to share. You are always in harmony if the light is your guide, and though there be differences in the light and the love of the Creator, they provide harmony which is most beautiful. Be not afraid. Look ahead. If the need be felt, raise your voice in chorus with others. But be not afraid to stand alone and sing. We shall now transfer this contact to another instrument. I am Hatan, and I transfer now. Carla channeling. I am Hatan, and I am now with this instrument. We were attempting to contact the one known as L, but discovered that one of our sisters in the Confederation is conditioning this instrument. Therefore, we shall allow this process to take place while we speak through this instrument. We greet you once again, my friends in the love and the light of our infinite Creator. 
be not afraid, is a statement, an injunction most easy to say and at times not so easy to do. And as you came together in this domicile at this time to listen to our humble message, we are aware that in many ways you come seeking to find whole that which has been broken, to find in a larger amount that which you feel you have not in great enough quantity. Perhaps, my friends, you are seeking faith. Perhaps you are seeking the grace with which to do good works. Perhaps you are seeking wisdom. All these are gifts of a consciousness which some call the Spirit and which we choose to call love, that one great original thought of the one Creator. And, my friends, as you seek in a group this gift of love, as you seek to feel the wholeness, the purity of this love, and to find yourself mended as well, it may seem to you that this group is absolutely necessary in order to experience this wholeness, this purity, and this love. But we say to you, my friends, this gathering is for the purpose of sending you forth alone into a world sorely in need of the wholeness and purity of the love of the infinite Creator. You may experience it here. You may identify it with being with the group. But, my friends, you are only resonating each with one common vibration, that great original vibration of light. And this can be taken with you. And as you follow your path in the light, in service, remembering the Creator, so you take with you this wholeness. And without saying any word or making any gesture, you are then yourself an offering to the world of the manifestation of this enormous creative love. You cannot do this yourself, for you are as you are in this illusion. But there is that within you which is more yourself than that self which you now know. And that deeper self can do all these things that you may wish to do. It can love. It can show forth patience and understanding. And, my friends, it can sing alone in the darkness and offer to those who grope the seeking for love, that beacon which may guide them to their own paths toward light. You came together in a faith. This faith is a great blessing and we thank you for desiring to hear these words enough to generate the faith and the seeking which leads you to this point in your existence. You may feel that this faith and this desire is simply not enough. But we ask you, my friends, to remember the workings of one of your great teachers, for the one known as Jesus sought to teach. Many gathered around this entity, and his disciples were uneasy, 
for they wished to make these thousands of seekers comfortable, and yet had little food and less money, and therefore could not be generous and offer sustenance. The one known as Jesus broke and scattered what seemed to be not enough, and it was more than enough. You, my friends, are also filled with this bread. It has been called the bread of heaven, and it may seem to you that it is not enough. But oh, my friends, what an infinity of bounty you possess. As you go from this place, then, trust in the plenty and the bounty of love and find it in meditation again and again that you may do those things which you wish to do in wholeness, in purity, in love, that you may sing your song with a glad and cheerful heart. We thank you for allowing us to share these thoughts with you. We would now leave this instrument that our sister that has been working with the one known as L might exercise that instrument. I am known to you as Hatan. Peace, my friends. I leave you in the love and in the light of our infinite Creator. Adonai Basu Baragas. L. Channeling. I am Lytos, and I greet you, my friends, in the love and the light of the infinite Creator. My brothers and sisters, it is, as always, a great pleasure for us to be able to share our vibration with those of this group. At this time, it is our desire to pass among you and share our conditioning vibration with those of you who desire this experience. If you would simply mentally request that this sharing occur, it will be our privilege to perform this service for you. I am Lytos. My friends, concentrate not on whether your illusion is reality, on whether the voices conveyed through these instruments carry the thoughts of the instrument or of other entities. These are merely distractions. Your purpose, my friends, in this illusion is to determine your path, to choose the direction upon which your growing will occur. Concentrate on that, my friends. Choose well and follow your choice and do not let the facets of your illusion distract you from your purpose or occupy your attention. It may be said that these thoughts so kindly conveyed through those who serve as instruments are unquestionably illusion. For are we not in some ways a part of your illusion? Therefore, my friends, Accept the need for your choice and follow it, but place not too heavy an emphasis upon words of advice 
or encouragement from ourselves or others of your realm. For we are no more gods than you, and our advice, no matter how well-intentioned, can never supplant that knowledge which stems from your own soul. A wise man of your realm spoke thusly, Peace be with you, my peace I give unto you. My friends, my loved ones, we cannot improve upon that, and such is our wish for you. At this time, we would relinquish our use of this instrument, for he is experiencing some unusual sensations that are distracting from the channeling process. Therefore, we will relinquish both this instrument and the floor, that our brothers and sisters of Latouille may speak. Adonai, my friends. Jim, channeling. I am Latouille, and I greet each of you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. It is our joy to be able to blend our vibrations with this group at this time, and once more to be able to offer ourselves as humble messengers of light. At this time, if there be any light which we may be able to shed on those darker areas of your questions, may we then begin. Is there a question at this time? M. Latouille, the book of Revelations talks about the second coming of Christ. How does that fit in with the harvest? And is there a second coming of the entity, the spiritual entity of Christ consciousness? Latouille. I am Latouille, and am aware of your query, my brother. We may respond by saying that, indeed, there is what you might call a second coming which is occurring upon your planet. Many have spoken of this coming. Many have spoken in a variety of ways of the nature of this coming. It is our understanding that as each of your peoples begins to seek in ever deeper patterns and fashions, that the opening made in each entity's consciousness does allow the energies of what you might call the fourth dimension of love and of understanding to enter that entity's complex of mind, of body, and of spirit. As this awakening occurs within each entity who does so seek for this awakening, there is a coming into the entity of that consciousness which was manifested as the pattern of being by the one known as Jesus of Nazareth, who did achieve that consciousness during his incarnation for the purpose of setting the pattern so that those who would follow this entity might have an inspiration by which the entity would then evolve in a similar fashion. The one known as Jesus is not, to our knowledge, 
to again incarnate upon your plane, but shall communicate to various instruments the message which shall serve as a beacon to many. And when this cycle has been appropriately ended, there shall be those entities of like vibration awaiting to greet those of your plane who have made what you have called the graduation or the transition from the illusion which you now inhabit to the density of love and understanding. May we answer you further, my brother. M. Not at this time, thank you. I'll stew on that for a while, Latwi. Latwi. I am Latwi. We hope we have not given you indigestion, my brother. We do thank you. Is there another question at this time? C. Yes, in our healing practices, especially in the area known as surgery, there is a... They use... They replenish a person's blood with that of others. And over the years, I've been giving blood for such purposes. But of late, I've seen material from various groups which refuse, even at the point of ceasing existence, to accept blood from another due to a passage from somewhere in the Bible instructing them not to partake of blood. Is there any harmful effect to the acceptance of blood from another? I see it as merely a giving of life from one to another. I can't see any harm in the practice. Latwi. I am Latwi, and I am aware of your question, my brother. In response, may we say this is not a simple matter. For indeed, one who is approaching the limits of what you know as life, and does therefore require what is called the transfusion of blood, such a practice might be deemed quite helpful. For indeed, it is one means of prolonging the incarnation and might be the only means for many upon your planet, for their knowledge does not yet include other means. In such cases, it cannot be said to be other than helpful if each party does wish to aid in the prolonging of life which grows short. On the other hand, there are situations which mitigate against the transferring of that known as blood from one entity to another, if the entities are not involved in what you call the Side 1 of the tape recording the session ends here. We pick up on Side 2 with Jim channeling Latwi. I am Latwi, and am once again with this instrument. As we were saying, there are instances which are not favorable to such a transfer of this vital fluid from one entity to another. For there are various, shall we say, patterns, or parts of an entity's pattern of being of the bodily complex, which are transferred in this process that may be detrimental to another. We speak of areas now which are little known to your peoples, and are, therefore, most likely to be somewhat confusing, but we shall continue. Each entity does, 
through the power of mind before incarnation, create the pattern of the physical vehicle which it shall inhabit. This vehicle, in each cell of its substance, does contain the complete blueprint of the entity, much as a hologram. This is true also of the fluid known as blood. The state of being of health, shall we say, to use somewhat of a misnomer, is clearly reflected in the blood and each cell of that fluid. The transfer of such vital fluid to one entity from another does then transfer the patterns of being or of health from one entity to another. These patterns having great complexity of interrelationship from the experience of the entity who has provided the blood for transfusion. Therefore, the one receiving such blood shall be receiving not just a simple bodily fluid, but shall be receiving the patterns of the very being of the entity who served as donor, and shall, therefore, be creating a tie between the two entities in which some of what you know of as karma shall be shared. This appears quite insignificant when the entity is facing what you call the life and death situation, but does grow in significance as the entity does continue its incarnation, and as the entity which served as donor does also continue its incarnation. It is then left to what might be called higher levels of the being of both entities to complete the balancing of the karmic patterns which have been set in motion by this transfer. We realize that we have said much which is confusing, but we hope that we have been able to transfer to you a basic understanding of this phenomenon. May we answer you further, my brother? C. In the case where one receives, say, a pint of blood, which is the usual unit, is the amount of the being of the donor that is received by the individual a sufficient enough amount to actually interfere with the being of the person receiving? Latwi. I am Latwi. My brother, we feel that you have correctly stated the situation. The amount is not significant. We correct this instrument. The amount is significant in that it serves as what you might call a ratio, a blending of the beingness of the sources of blood, both of the donor and the one receiving the donation. May we answer you further, my brother. C. Yes, in our bodily systems, cells are constantly being used up and replaced. After a period of time, would that amount of beingness be slowly removed from the blood of the one receiving? Latwi. I am Latwi, and am aware of your question, my brother. We may say in this case, in general, that this is not correct, for the reproduction of the blood fluid is by the existing ratio of blood. 
and this existing ratio does then reproduce itself much as what you have called the cloning mechanism does reproduce an exact duplicate of itself. The dilution, shall we say, of the donor's karmic patterns may occur in another manner. This being the balancing of the patterns of behavior of the one who has received the donation, and also of the one who has served as donor. May we answer you further, my brother. See, Yes, I don't mean to bore anybody, but it's something that's been on my mind for a while. I just want to explore a few points. In the transference of blood from one to another, there's a series of matching up, what we refer to as types of blood and RH factors of blood. Is there some basic tie between individuals who have what we refer to as the same blood type and RH factor? Latwi. I am Latwi and am aware of your question, my brother. In this regard, we may agree that there is indeed such a tie, but the tie is most general and gross in nature, similar to the relationship between those entities possessing brown hair or red hair or blue eyes, etc. Though the relationship between those with the similar types of blood is somewhat more complex, it is quite similar in nature. The matching of blood types does match the factor which is most easily recognizable by your peoples of the nature of blood, but does not take into account, as we mentioned previously, factors of greater complexity which are at present unknown to your peoples. May we answer you further, my brother? C. This is leaving a great deal of confusion in my mind. I was considering going and donating again tomorrow, but I don't want to interfere with another's beingness or create a problem for them. And yet, I feel drawn to do it, for I feel it's a giving thing to give of oneself to someone who may need. And I know you can't say, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't, and I don't expect you to. But if you could speak to me just in general, of whether or not the giving... I'm not quite sure how to say this, because I don't want to interfere with anyone else. Yet to me, I feel as if I'm serving others by giving of the life fluid we call blood, and still feel drawn to do so. I just wondered if you can speak to me in general if I would be creating unnecessary problems by doing so. Latwi I am Latwi and am aware of your question, my brother. We may say in beginning to answer this question in general terms that it is not a simple situation. As each entity proceeds on its chosen path of service, Few are the types of service that it will find which are purely of one nature or another, service to others or service to self. Even as we speak these words to you, to this group, we realize that we partake in that which is not a simple matter. For as we attempt to share that which we feel to be true in our own experience, we know 
that by the very nature of the words and the language that we use, that we shall distort that which we intend to share, and therefore shall provide some confusion to those who listen. When you undertake an activity, whatever the nature, you shall find that you are unable to make clear distinctions in most cases. For there is, in truth, no way that you can avoid influencing another or infringing in some way upon another's free will. For each entity is most closely related to each other entity, not just in the actions and interactions which you share, but in your very beingness. For are not all one? And can any part of the one act without affecting another part? When you engage in the giving of the life fluid which you call blood, you do engage in an action which is like any other action. You provide a service. Yet also do you interfere or infringe in some way, however large or small, upon another being. This is the nature of being, for all entities share the experience of being. And though each proceeds on a uniquely chosen path, it has well been said that no entity is an island, and each does mingle with each other in some fashion. The confusions that you feel in such decisions are those factors which shall provide the necessary stimulus for careful thought. And always do we encourage your thoughts and feelings and innermost being be consulted as the final arbiter in your decision. May we answer you further, my brother. See, I want to say one more thing, then I'll stop. It's just the thought as you were speaking came to my mind that somewhere there's someone who in the planning or in our planning coming into this illusion, that somewhere along the line there's, it was set up for him to receive part of my being as part of our growth our pattern of incarnation. And it's all... My mind gets confused because I know there are no mistakes and that we really are fulfilling roles that were mapped out before incarnation. And I just feel like, to me, I have the feeling that there's someone waiting for this part of me and that I should make that part of me available. I'm not really asking a question or expecting an answer. I'm just more or less talking right now, but I just have that feeling that this part of my being I should share. And I want to thank you for your words tonight. They were very helpful. Latwi. I am Latwi. Our gratitude is with you as well. And as you have well stated, each possibility within this illusion has been carefully mapped out. And there is an infinite array of such possibilities that exist. Look about you in your world, and you shall see many of them occurring as planned. For nothing occurs by chance. May we answer yet another question at this time. Carla. Before we leave this sanguine subject, I'd like to check a couple of hunches. Is it true that the link between patterns of the entities 
works precisely both ways? Latwi. I am Latwi. Yes, my sister. We do recognize this to be true in our understanding of such matters. May we answer you further. Carla. Yes. Hunch number two. Is this link, the time-space portion of this very central fluid which is called blood, that is magical in nature? And is this why some of the more primitive of our tribe's peoples have used blood to become blood brothers and things like this? Why even as children do we do things like that? Does this have a magical potential in the time-space portion of its reality? Latwi. I am Latwi, and again we find agreement with your statement that the portion known as the time-space portion or metaphysical portion of the entity is that which is affected in what you have described as a magical nature. May we answer you further, my sister. Carla. That's very interesting. My last hunch had to do with blood types. I wondered if various planetary influxes of entities into this third density experience may have at least a preponderance, a majority, of one blood type as opposed to another. I realize this crosses all racial boundaries and thought perhaps this might be one large classification. Latwi. I am Latwi, and am aware of your question, my sister. We find that the answer to this query is in the affirmative when using the rather gross measurements of your peoples, but does become somewhat more difficult to assess and tends toward the negative when looking at the vital fluid in more refined manners. May we answer you further, my sister? Carla. No, thank you very much, Latwi. Latwi. I am Latwi. We are thankful to you as well. Is there another question at this time? C. Yes, while we're on the subject, if the pattern of beingness in each self, what of the situation as in our, in the drinking, in the partaking of blood orally, as opposed to taking it into the veins directly, of ingesting the cells of another being, whether flesh or blood, do you still pick up the beingness? Latwi. I am Latwi, and am aware of your question, my brother. Again, we find that the general response can be somewhat misleading, for such an action as you have described would have far different results with different types of entities. Those most likely to accomplish such an action would be those who have begun the practice of what you might call the black magical arts, and such an adept then would gain power, the power of the one whose vital fluid it consumed. An entity who had no training in these arts and rituals would simply gain those karmic ties in the time-space or metaphysical portion of your existence. May we answer you further, my brother? C. I was just curious because of our legends of creatures such as vampires. 
they're always able to remove the bean and just leave a shell, more or less. Though animated, no longer expressing that which it was. And I was just curious as to the source of that idea, whether there was some truth behind it. Latwi. I am Latwi and am aware of a general query. We may respond by saying that your legends in this regard have distorted greatly the foundation of facts in such situations, but have reflected some of that which is more nearly true. The magical nature of the fluid you call blood has been reflected in such stories and legends, for indeed the entity whose blood has been removed in some degrees is only a shell of the former self, the greater portion having passed to the entity consuming the blood, the greater portion of power also passing with that consuming. May we answer you further, my brother. See, No, I think I shall take leave of the subject, at least for now. There are other things floating around in my head, but I think I've sufficiently beleaguered the point for tonight, or grossed out for the night. M. You've bled it to death. C. Wait, one more thing, one more. Many, even still, peoples, have had a basic belief that the partaking of the blood of a particular creature, they could gain the attributes of that other creature, such as the partaking of the blood of the lion for fierceness, things of that nature. And I was just trying to picture where the, whether they received this information from a contact or whether it was just something they knew somewhere back in their lives before the forgetting that the beingness of another can be received through the blood. Latwi. I am Latwi and am aware of your question, my brother. In this regard, we may say that throughout the history of the peoples of your planet, there have been those small groups located in various places upon your planet's surface who have, throughout time, sought the various means of gaining personal power. Such a seeking does then serve as a calling and attracts those entities of what you might call a negative nature who, in their desire to serve the self, do respond to this calling much as we respond to your calling. And they do make contact with these entities and in, shall we say, a trade, do provide information which allows these entities to gain personal power. If these entities then shall do the bidding of those who have answered their call. Such information as you have discussed this evening concerning the nature of blood and its magical properties is then given so that power might be concentrated in the hands of a few who then do owe their allegiance to a number of lesser, or entities of fewer numbers, but, shall we say, greater power. May we answer you further, my brother? C. No, thank you. I shall now cease the questions on the subject. Thank you very much. Latwi. I am Latwi. We are grateful to you as well. 
though this is somewhat of a distasteful subject. Is there another question at this time? L. Yes, it seems to me every coin has two sides. There is a rather substantial number of people on this planet who currently are involved in a ritual partaking of blood. In their belief, a transubstantiation occurs in which wine is metaphysically converted into blood of the one we know as Jesus Christ. I realize you've no desire to get into a religious discussion, but could you speak in general upon this subject and the possible benefits resulting, if there are any? Latwi I am Latwi and am aware of your question, my brother. Again, we may return to the magical nature of that which is known as blood. But we now move to the time-space or metaphysical portion when discussing that activity which is known to your peoples as the Holy Communion. The entity known as Jesus did possess a knowledge that was deep upon the subject of the magical transfiguration, shall we say of its source of enlightenment or power unto those whom it desired to serve. It was well aware that the ritual of communion would provide those entities revering it with a means of making an opening within the time-space portion of their beings for the love and light of the One Creator to fill that opening, depending upon how efficiently the entity had prepared its being to receive this vital energy, much as a transfusion, if we may continue our analogy. This particular type of ritual does focus, then, upon the aspects which you might call a positive in the transferring of the power of the magical nature of life fluids and life energies which course through all creation. This type of ritual, known as the Holy Communion, does then allow each who partakes of it to drink of the life-giving beingness of the Father, so that those transfers of energy and of power are those which seek to serve the others of the being, so that there is an increase in the level of awareness of the unity of all creation within those who partake within the ritual of communion. May we answer you further, my brother. L. Yes, in the accomplishment of this ritual, communion, is there any special significance to wine as opposed to any other substance? Does wine have a particular value that other substances do not possess that aids this transubstantiation? Latwi. I am Latwi and am aware of your query, my brother. In this regard, we may say that to those who first began the ritual with the use of that known as wine, there was a purpose which allowed this substance to serve most efficiently for them. It is not necessary to use any particular substance. It is only necessary that whatever substance is used be given by those who use it, the trappings, shall we say or the belief in its ability to serve as a pattern or symbol for that vital energy which is being channeled through it. May we answer you further, my brother. 
I have a couple of questions of a more personal nature. I was experiencing some intense conditioning earlier by Lytos. I would like to know if you can tell me the purpose for this and why it seemed distinctly different from other conditioning I have received. Latwi I am Latwi. In this case, my brother, we may say that the conditioning which you received this evening was aimed at the further deepening of your own channel, which has been, of late, able to receive a wider band of information. In this regard, we mean to convey the concept that your particular tuning has been increasing in its ability to perceive a wider array of contacts, including those of a narrower band and those of a wider band. And this conditioning was, therefore, carried out with more vigor, shall we say, so as to continue the process of expansion which has already begun. May we answer you further, my brother. L. Yes. Is there any way, aside from continued requests, Well, the tape recording this session ends here, thus ending the transcript. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the One Infinite Creator.